0: Hello from the BBC. I'm Pete Ross with an update on the war in Ukraine. We begin in Russia today, where events marking Victory Day, commemorating the defeat of Nazi Germany in the Second World War, have been taking place. <laughs> Addressing a large crowd, President Vladimir Putin used the moment to justify a current conflict, his own invasion of Ukraine. He told his military that Russian troops in eastern Ukraine are defending the motherland. He said the invasion, what he continues to call a special military operation, was necessary and had been provoked by the West.
1: We saw how they have started to develop military infrastructure, bring in hundreds of foreign advisors, sent constant supplies of the most modern military equipment from NATO countries. The danger was growing every day, and Russia gave a preemptive rebuff to the aggression.
0: Ukraine was once part of the Soviet Union, but no large commemorations are taking place there today. President Zelensky did, however, deliver a video address to his nation.
1: We are fighting for freedom for our children and therefore we will win. We will never forget what our ancestors did in the Second World War
0: where more than 8 million Ukrainians died and every fifth Ukrainian did not
1: return home.
0: Back in Moscow, Mr Putin spoke little of how his invasion was proceeding. Frank Gardner, our security correspondent, has this analysis.
1: I'm not surprised that he hasn't dwelt, President Putin, on any great kind of detail of victories in Ukraine because there aren't any. He went in, he sent these troops in on February the 24th in a three-pronged attack on Ukraine, expecting the Ukrainian government to collapse and flee or plead for surrender, that simply didn't happen. Meanwhile, a
0: spokesperson for the G7 group of the most advanced economies has said President Putin's actions bring shame on Russia. Here in a speech in London, the UK Defence Secretary Ben Wallace accused Mr Putin of making fairy tale claims to justify his invasion and accused the President and his generals of war crimes. Since February, we have witnessed a systematic refusal to tell the truth up the chain of command and it's playing out.
1: Consider the fact alone that mobile crematorium trundle around the battlefield and not just to hide Russian war crimes. They are for their own soldiers' corpses as well. Could you imagine what it must do to the morale of a private soldier to know that your commanders have so little
0: faith in their campaign that you are followed around by these horrific contraptions? Tanya Felgenauer is a Russian journalist. She told the BBC the conflict in Ukraine casts a shadow on her country's history. This day, the victory day, I feel like they stole this day from my parents, grandparents, from our history. They stole it. This victory, it was for our future. And now we lost our future because of one
1: man, and his name is Vladimir Putin.
0: Prior to President Putin's speech... Some analysts had predicted Mr Putin would make a major announcement related to the war, including declaring victory or full-scale mobilisation. Our correspondent Jenny Hill is in Moscow. This was the usual display of might intended for the outside world. But fewer soldiers than usual marched past Vladimir Putin, and the Russian president, who would have liked to mark Victory Day with a triumph of his own over Ukraine, has yet to achieve his most recently stated aim to take the Donbass region. Mr Putin defied the predictions of some experts, who thought he might use the occasion to announce a mobilisation of reservists to replenish his depleted fighting force. Instead, he railed against the West and NATO and said that he'd been forced to take action against Ukraine in self-defence. Meanwhile, in Ukraine, Russia has continued its relentless bombardment of the eastern Donbass region, Villages and towns have been pulverised with civilians trying to get out of the war zone. Our correspondent in the region, Andrew Harding, says Ukrainian soldiers are fighting back.
1: Roaming around these front-line towns and cities, we've seen extraordinary resilience from Ukrainian troops, mostly much smaller groups of them, and what they're doing is they're interrupting this Russian push. They are going out and counter-attacking, particularly around Uh, a city called Izium, which was supposed to be a launch point for a huge Russian attack. But those counterattacks seem to be working at the moment. The broader picture, though, for civilians here is simply horrific. This random bombardment that we're seeing in so many towns and cities every day, uh, another residential neighbourhood simply destroyed or hit by massive missile strikes.
0: Those are the latest developments on day 75 of Russia's invasion. I'm Pete Ross at the BBC.